get right into our study time tonight, amen, for a few moments tonight and dig into the Word of God and see where God will take us and where He will bring us out to, amen, at the end of this month and see where we're going. Anybody want to buy a paper? <laughs> want to buy a paper? <laughs> I gave them out last week. You weren't here? All right. All right. Here we go. Amen. Last month we were talking about putting on the whole armor of God so that you're able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We was talking about using appropriate doctrine. We was talking about training for proficiency, training to maintain, you know, proficiency, training to challenge. And so as we begin to move forward tonight, amen, we want to get right into the Word of God, First Timothy chapter 5, verse 8, our theme scripture tonight. Amen. We're talking about Christian soldiers as providers. Amen. Christian soldiers as providers here. Amen. And we're going to be talking about some things that you should be providing as a soldier of the Lord uh, for yourself, for your family, and for others. Amen. But if any provide not for his own, especially for those of his own house, Paul says he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Amen. So it teaches us here about being providers, providing for ourselves, providing for our own. We have denied the faith. Amen. And it's worse than an infidel. In today's world, we hear the term provider quite often. We have health care providers, internet providers, insurance providers, child care providers, home care providers, phone providers, and many more providers. A provider is a person or thing that provides something to others, one who supplies a means of subsistence, one that makes something such as a service available. When we speak about Christian soldiers as providers, we're speaking of what they should provide for themselves, those of their own household, and what they should provide for others. Paul says, but if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. He relates the failure of one to provide for his household to be an unbeliever. He told the church at Corinth, behold, the third time I am ready to come to you, and I will not be burdensome of you, for I seek not yours but you. For the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parent for the children. He places the responsibility to provide on those who are head of household. So during these lessons, we're going to look at some of the things that Christian soldiers should provide for those of his own household. Now, if you were to go back and you got to realize when Paul is writing to Timothy and Titus and, you know, he's writing to his protégés, he's giving them some instructions because they are ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. They have been chosen. Paul has left them at Ephesus. He's uh, sent them out and things to do to work in the Lord. And so he's giving them some instructions because a lot of times you find that a lot of people think that the church is responsible for taking care of people. When not, according to scriptures, we are to be partakers in caring for those of our own. When you look at, you know, if you go back to verse 4 in that same chapter, Paul says, let them first learn at home how to have piety and respect and things of that nature. 
So when you stop and look at it from that notice, if the, if any widow have children or nephews, let them learn first to show piety uh, or concern or care at home and to requite their parents, for this is good and acceptable before God. So he says if you got children, grandchildren, nephews, nieces, they are supposed to be taught to take care of the elderly or when they become widows. You know, they're supposed to be taught to take care. It's not the church's burden and responsibility to take care of people. See, one of the things I learned in Asia, the 16 years I learned, lived there, the Asians press this this point. I, I mean, we can say they serve Buddha, they're Shinto, they don't have truth. But I will tell you, I saw living there that they practice a lot of Christian principles that comes from the Word of God that they may not know where it's coming from. But they are mandatory that they take care of their families and their elderly people. And they do not take it lightly. They do it. I mean, they they just go on and on and on and on. So we, as the church, as being born again, we should have the things on the even kill. We should understand these principles and things that we need to do as well here. And so we got to prepare ourselves. We've got to get ready and prepare others for what is coming ahead. You know, we're going to get old. So if I don't train my kids how to take care of me, they're going to dump me to the side. You know? You know, this is one of the reasons we have to love them and teach them and show them right, you know, the right way. Training of, of children and things are key and essential in our walk with God. You know, we, we're, the church is just an extension of the family. See, we reinforce what you're supposed to be teaching at home. You know, love is tough. You know, uh, parents, you hear the thing on, constantly. I hear on radio all the time. You know, you don't need to be your kids' friends. You need to be their parents. <laughs> and, and it's constantly, they're saying now that parents are trying to be their kids' friends, and they're not training them. They want their kids to like them, and so they're not training them. They're not forcing the issue. They're not teaching good self-discipline according to the Word of God. They've thrown the rod out the door. <laughs> there, there is no no spanking in love anymore to bring in some truth and discipline here. So we got to make sure that we do what we're taught to do. So number the first things we've got to learn how to do is notice what Jesus says in Matthew twenty-eight, nineteen. He says, "Go ye therefore and teach." All nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And then he says, I need you to teach them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. And Lord, I am with you always unto the ends of the earth. Now, a lot of times we can just say, well, okay, he told them to go tell them about baptism and about the gospel. But you need to go all the way back to the law, you know, because the law is to be written in your heart, and that's where character and the morality things come. we got to teach morals. we got to teach some good, solid morals to people, our children, our families, our loved ones, because the fact of the matter is they're going to face some things in life. We need to teach them how to be able to handle problems. You don't need to be able to, to take care of all your kids' problems all the time. They'll be knocking on your door forever. 
you know, you, you need, when they come to you with your the problems, you need to be able to say, all right, tell me, what would you do? You know, you need to be able to have this problem-solving techniques and abilities in your life. Don't do all the problem-solving for them. Don't hand them the money to go fix their problems. Teach them how, as the old said. You know, you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. But if you teach him how to fish, he'll eat for life. And so this is what we got to get to in the church where we're teaching people how to survive, how to make right choices, how to make right decisions, you know, how to choose friends, how to choose mates. You know, all these things need to be taught at an early age in life. This is where the Bible becomes so key and essential. So Jesus, teach them to observe all things what I have taught you. You know, you was talking about in your in your testimony here about Jesus being full of compassion. You know, that's something we need to teach. You know, how to have compassion, how to have sympathy at the right moment and at the right times. You know, all these things is, is worth our teaching. We need to teach about loyalty. We need to teach about duty, selfless service, responsibility, respect. As, the, as we see more respect going out the door, the church needs to be teaching more about respect for the elders and those of seniors and old, over us. Amen. We need to teach about integrity. You know, it's going out the window. We need to be teaching about honor and personal courage and discipline. These things need to be taught in the home and, and as well as in the church. Financial management. You know, we, we need, the world is trying to get you to, to charge, 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 charge. You know, and what does Solomon say? The bar is serve it to the lender. And you're in debt over your head, believe me, there's no fun in Mudville. <laughs> Mighty Casey has struck out. <laughs> there's no fun when your debts is higher than the income. You know, so you need to realize that. Amen. We need to teach about stewardship. You know, not only from a standpoint of financial stewardship, but we need to teach how to manage a property. You know, if you're renting somebody's place as a Christian, you're supposed to take care of it. Right. You're supposed to leave it in better shape than what you got it. Yeah. You know, all these things are important. We need to be talking about ethics, good moral principles, and, and etiquette. If there's ever been a time to teach etiquette, it is today. today. You know, we, we see people, you know, going out and eating and half dressed and everything else. You know, we, we need, we need to be teaching these things. This is providing. We need to teach. You know, one of the things in the military, when you get ready to get out, they teach, they have a class called Dress for Success. You know, they teach you how to dress for going and applying for a job. They teach you all the, that you got classes you go to, and they teach you all this stuff. So when you walk out that door, you know how to go and look for a job. You know, and a lot of times people, we used to hear people says, man, people getting out of the military, they, they, the employers want those kind of people. They want to hire those kind of people over other people. Well, really, all they're doing is because the soldiers has already been taught how to apply for the job. They go to class they, before they get out of the military, and they teach them how to dress, what to say, you know, and all these things, and how to be polite and courteous to get the job. 
See? And so these are things that we need to teach people. You know, when I was counseling in prison, you know, I used to tell the guys when they got ready to get out, because a lot of them were so fearful, they said, well, I know I'm not going to get hired because I got a record and, a, and all this kind of stuff. And so they would, they would be so depressed and so afraid that they wouldn't get hired. And I would tell them, I says, look, when you get out, this is what you need to do. And I would tell them, you know, when you go in, you go dress right. You don't go look like some thug on the corner. You know, you go there, and I says, I don't care if they're hiring you to sweep the floor or mop the floor. I says, you take the job. <clears throat> and I says, and while you're working, then you can ask people that work there what they do. You know, and some people will show you what they do. And I says, and as you learn their job, you learn other people's job along with your job pretty soon. You know what's going on. So when you've been faithful and the employers see that you're faithful, they're going to probably open a job for you and you can move up. And before you know it, you can be managing the place. You know, and that's what you want to teach. You want to prepare your family. This is what Paul has said. If you don't provide for your own family, if they go out and fail, it's not the system's fault. It comes back to you as a parent. See? And this is what you want to do. You want to prepare them before they ever go out there. Teach them the things of God. Amen. So they are prepared for that need that's going to come. Things they're going to face in life. You know, they're going to have problems. They get married, they're going to have problems. Anybody got their problems and get don't have problems in your marriage? Ever had no problems? You never argued about anything? You know, so you need to realize these things. And they need to be taught these things, excuse me, how to deal with these things when they come. You know, don't leave all the time. You know, you've got to be able to try to work out the solution and the problem. Amen. So one of the things you want to teach them is instructions. Proverbs 9, verse 9. Proverbs 9, verse 9. says, give instructions to a wise man. And he'll be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. Amen. So notice there. Give instructions to a wise man, and he's going to be wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. Amen. So you want to give instructions to them. What kind of instructions do you think you might want to give to them? You know, as we were just talking to you a few seconds ago, you know, teach them how to live. Teach them right from wrong. Teach them character. Teach them morals. You know, teach them the Word of God. Teach them how to treat people. Teach them how to pray. Teach them the value of the church. You know, a lot of kids don't want to go to church because the family ain't teaching them the value of the church. You know, you, we, we've got to teach these things if they're going to stand. This is providing for those of your own household. Because if you don't teach them the right way, then what's going to happen? They're going to look for somebody else to provide for them. And when, this, when it's not being provided for them, they're going to get angry. And this is where a lot of people wind up stealing and doing the wrong thing and robbery and everything else. And they wind up in trouble. 
on drugs and everything else. See? It's our responsibility to teach and instruct them. See? How to do what is right. We need to give them a solid explanation, you know, of why. You know, when your kids have memory verses, you need to ask those memory verses, you know, and explain to them what is all about in that memory verse. Explanation and then demonstration. Demonstrate to them. Let them see your light, you know, how to live. You know, it has been proven and said that a child is going to marry someone that he is like, just like his, his mom or dad. <laughs> yeah. So, so if, that, if that's the case, then therefore we need to set a what? A good example. Amen. We got to model this thing for them. Demonstration, explanation, explain, then demonstrate for them and give them the talk through. You know, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I mean? You know, a parent says, okay, you can go out, but I need you to be back home at 10 o'clock. You know, and the kid goes, yeah, 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 yeah. And the parent says, do you understand what I mean? <laughs> That's the talk food. Let's rehearse this. You're going with Johnny, James, and Jim, and I expect you to be home at 10 o'clock. Well, if they come home at 10, 15, 10, 20, you need to back it up the next time. You know, take some liberty away. See, but most parents won't do that. That's not providing good, sound discipline. Okay, because if you let them get away with it, they're going to scratch the boundaries even further. And when they start scratching further and further, the next thing they're going to start rejecting you because they see that you're not sincere and standing for what is right. So <laughs> beat them, no. Hey, love them, love them right. Now, yes, you may have to use the rod pretty soon, but but explain to them at, at, at the earliest stage. You know, from the time that child come home, discipline begins. You know, that's the same way in the church. Say. You know, the, the thing about the church is sometimes I wish I did have some more, uh, I don't know what to say, double barrel power, boom. <laughs> but, but no, we try to deal in the church in a more positive and a more uh, persuasive matter. Say, leading from the front. Because the fact of the matter is, vengeance is mine, said the Lord. I will repay. So I don't, I don't take, I don't take God's position. I let Him deal with that rebellion stuff, you know. So, but, but that's the thing is, we have to make sure that we are giving instructions to them so that they will grow here. Amen. A wise man should be wiser at the end of the day. You know, that's right. As Abraham Lincoln said, the day you stop learning is the day you stop leading. See, you at the end of the day, you should have learned something if you're a wise person. You should know something about the Word of God more than you knew yesterday. You should know something more about your job than what you knew yesterday. Amen. Your children should know something more about household living than what they learned yesterday. 
Every day you should be imparting something to them, teaching them something so that you can prepare. This is why it's great for fathers to take their sons and get them out there under the lawnmower and show them how to cut the grass or run the weed eater, all these things. Because one day, if they go have a home, they're going to have to cut the grass. Unless they're going to buy some goats. You know, and, 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 a, and a mom need to have their daughter in the kitchen teaching them how to cook, how to do what is right. Because she gets married. She ain't going to be able to bring her husband back to the house with your house all the time to cook. See, this is providing for your own household. See, this is what we're talking about, providing for your household, teaching them those necessary things. Teach them how to iron. My parents taught me how to iron before I ever left home. And we did not even have, when I first learned how to iron, you know what we used? One of the more hard steel irons, you set it on the heater and let it get good and hot. And then you went in, you rubbed your clothes. Laundry, washing, you know, I learned how to wash on a laundry board and the tubs, pushing that shirt and pants up and down and underwear and stuff up and down that washboard and then taking it out and hanging it on the clothesline. You know, <laughs> yeah, but that's providing you know, that's teaching. These are the things that, you know, we have to do. See, and this is why the same principles we come to church is we try to teach in the church, from the Sunday school to the adults, the value of importance. What do we, what do you, let me ask you a question. What do you always think we said be on time? For what else purpose? Huh? Faithfulness. What else? Because if you don't learn how to be faithful to the house of God, you won't be faithful to God. Anything else? You'll find excuses why you can't be on time. See? And as a result of that, usually what happens is you think you're going to make it, and when you get to a certain point in your life, you don't see the value and importance of the house of God. See? So you have to learn these things at an earlier stage in life. You know, how to do these things is very important. You know, nobody makes me come here at 7 o'clock on Sunday morning. Huh? We just do it. I love it. You know, and that's what one guy says. He says his father told him, said, if you find a job that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. (laughs) Amen. And that's something. You find a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. (laughs) It'll be enjoyment. It won't be work. It'll be joy. See? And then it goes right back. This is why you need to teach children, you know, as they're growing in life, ask them questions. When I was growing up, they used to ask, what are you going to be when you grow up? You know, get them in the right path. Get them in the right directions where they want to go so that they will put their energy in doing that. See? And then they will love what they're doing. And as a result, they won't see it as a burden. 
See, what do you think the Scripture tells us? Love the Lord with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. So we don't see it as a burden. Because where you love, what you love the most is where your heart's going to be. See? And if we don't realize how valuable God is to us and the importance, you know, and what He's done for us and how He has forgiven us, you know, then we're going to see church as a burden. We're going to see working for God as a burden and not fun and loving and kind things. See, this is what God is trying to get us to see. We've got to provide these things, instructions. And this is what we've been talking about the whole year. It's Christian soldiers in actions, doing things. Amen. So give these instructions to a wise man, and he'll be wiser. Deuteronomy 6, 7. And thou shalt teach them diligently to thy children, and shalt talk of them when you sit in the house. You know, what, what do you talk about when you're sitting around the dinner table? <laughs> Gossip? You talk about Pastor Pie? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what, do, what do you what do you talk about when you're sitting at the table? What are you what are you what is going on? What kind of what kind of character traits and things are you talking about? What are you what are you doing to to discipline and bring about an understanding? You know, good loving and encouraging stuff. You know, things that you know, ask your kids what they accomplished that day. You know, what do you learn at school? You know, all of this kind of stuff to encourage them, you know, to make sure they have an understanding. You see, because you're preparing them. This is what it's all about. You're providing for them to prepare them. Always remember that. You're providing to prepare. You know, you're teaching them how, the values and importance of things. So he says, you teach them diligent to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you're by the way and when you're lying down and when you're rising up. You know, talk about the things. You know, they used to have the old thing that fathers take their sons on walks and they talk about the birds and the bees. You know, the flowers in the trees and the moon up above and things called love, right? You know, you, 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 you go through all these things. You know, what a prime opportunity to walk with your kids and you're talking about the creation. You know, the squirrels, the rabbits, you know, God knows there's a bunch of them out there, you know, in trees and in all these things, where honey comes from, all this kind of stuff, educating and preparation. See, you want them, you don't want them to leave home unprepared. See, you want them to be prepared. So Moses told the children of Israel, he says, listen, here in Israel, the Lord our God is one. If every born again child does not know the oneness of God, we have a problem, Houston. You know, we, we need to explain this. We need to talk this. We need to share this so that they have and understand it. Because there's many doctrines out there, you know. And yes, I know people love God. There's, don't get me wrong. And I'm not bashing other organizations. Don't get me wrong. But we have the responsibility 
to train our own families right. Amen. Notice verse chapter 6, verse 4 of Ephesians. And you fathers, provoke not your children to anger or wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Amen. Teach them practical training and teach by discipline. Teach them practical training and by discipline. Amen. Amen. Education, education, education. Train your children. Train them upright. You know, you look at Proverbs 31. You know, it starts out, Solomon says, these are the Proverbs who taught him? His mother. His mother taught him. Think about that in Proverbs 3. These are the prophets his mom taught him. See? So that tells you right there that his mother was preparing him for what was coming. Right. See? And if you read that, that old Proverbs 31, you know, look what she lays out there for him. Who can find a virtuous woman? She a price is far above rubies. She's trying to teach him how to select the right woman. You know? You know, it, 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 but, and, and, but, but if you teach and train your child the right way, learn how to wait upon God and learn how to respect and hold true to the Word of God, they'll wind up with the right person. They will. You know, that's right. Don't rush into it. Learn how to wait upon the Lord. You know, and He will renew your strength. And He will mount up with wings as eagles. Amen. Praise God. You know, why is it that most people look to the pastor to counsel their people, children for marriage? Because their marriage is solid. Huh? How do you know that? Huh? How do you know that? How do you know my marriage is solid? You don't live with me. <laughs> I got a shirt on. <laughs> I'm going to take my shirt off and see the lashes. <laughs> but, but, but really, as it goes back to what I said earlier, we're just an extension of the home. See? So actually... When the parent's child is growing, the parent should be teaching the child, providing for the child the right instructions and directions so that they know what to do when they get married. They know some things are going to happen. This is why you relate your life to them so that they understand there are going to be some problems. But you got to learn how to sit down and work it out and talk it out. There's going to be some disagreements. you got to communicate in a marriage. You know, and things of this nature. All these is what you should be teaching them. Because that's the same thing I'm going to tell them when they come in. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tell them, hopefully, anything that you haven't already taught them. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. But what I have found, and I will tell you this, what I have found in most marriage counsel that I have gone through, and this is one of my policy, I won't marry anybody if I haven't counseled with them for at least six months. You know, and, and what I try to get them to see is in that six months is, look, there is things you need to know. 
you know, you're marrying her, you're marrying him, you know, I'm telling you right up front, everything about them, they are not bringing to the table to start with. So you need to get ready for some surprises down the track. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I, I told this one couple one time, I says, if she has been having, her parents give her, have all her 18, 19, 20 years life, they have gave her a birthday party with great big stuff all the time for 20 years, and now you, she have a party, birthday come, and you don't bring anything but a little box of chocolate and a card, I said, rest assured. You're going to see tears running down her face and she's going to say, you don't love me. And you're going to be saying, yes, I do. And she's going to say, no, you don't. You say, yes, I do, honey, I do. You don't, you don't, you don't love me. Yeah, because you ain't giving her a great big party. <laughs> oh, yes, they do. <laughs> you know. But but this is the thing is is we we've got to give them the instructions in advance. You know, these are things you you talk about. These are the things that you share. You know, teach them about as I said early financial management, how to save, how to prepare. You know, I I got a great son-in-law, and I I think I may have told you this before. I have a great son-in-law, but if I had to do it again as a father. I would not release my daughter if her husband did not have at least $20,000 in the savings account. Huh? <laughs> you know why? Because most, most of the time, most of the times, young couples does not realize that first year, it's going to cost them about $20,000 right off the bat. Time they get a car, you know, Time they get an apartment, a place to live, furniture, get the electric turned on, and all of this stuff. If you do not have some kind of savings, you know, account, what are you doing? You're going right into debt to start with, you know. And if if, if you're going into debt with your marriage from the start with, guess what? Pretty soon, work is going to make you tired. And there's not going to be, you know, the unity that you should have. It's going to wear off pretty quick. And as a result, that's when you usually start having arguments. and Stop throwing your clothes on the floor. and I'm not your maid. And all kinds of stuff, you know. So, so, but this is why we got to train for life. Train for life. Start it early. You know, teach them these things in an early stage of their lifehood. Amen. So that they know what is coming down the pipeline. Preparation. Prepare for your children. Don't provoke them to wrath, but educate them. Train them. Nurture them. Show them the right way. Prepare them the right way. Amen. Teach your children. Teach them about marriage. Teach them about problem solving. Teach them how to deal with bullies. All these things, you've got to teach them. Amen. And this is what Paul is saying in 1 Timothy 5. 4. Let them learn first at home. You know? Let them learn how to do these things first at home. Amen. 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 2. Thou therefore, my son, 
2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that in Christ Jesus and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, which shall be able to do what? Teach others also. See? The same thing you're teaching so that they can teach their children. See? So it keeps going. See? So that they know how to live right. Train up a child, Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he won't depart from it. Amen. Train up a child in the way he should go. Amen. Put something in him. Put something in him. Just like a, you put a pacifier in a baby's mouth. You crush up food so they can taste it. Put something in him. Put something solid in them so it's going to make them grow so that they won't forget. You know, teach them the right way here. Amen. Teach them how to hold true. Teach them, as I said earlier, some integrity. Teach them some personal courage. Teach them how to say no. You know, <laughs> when to say no at the right time. You know, yeah, they're going to tell you no, but you need to correct that no, <laughs> you know, to bring about the discipline problem, get it in the right format, teach them how to say no to drugs, how to know the alcohol, no's to wrongdoings and things of this nature. You got to teach those those things of nature to them as well. Amen. We see, as I said earlier, that Solomon's mother taught him, amen, the right way. But we see that Eli didn't. You know, Eli did not teach his children the right way. And as a result, what happened? They lost their life. He lost his life too. See, that's right. And so therefore, that should teach us a lesson. See, that teaches us a lesson of how to prepare. Amen. Soldiers learn at home first before they ever deploy. Amen. Think about that. Soldiers learn everything they need before they ever deploy. See? Yes, they can adjust some things on the battlefield, but before they ever leave home, they are prepared. They have taught there are things they need to do before they ever get there. Right. See? And so this, again, is what we're trying to see and do. Yeah. Before they ever walk into a marriage, before they ever go out into the world, they need to know what is out there. Yeah. They need to know what they're, <laughs> what they're going to face out there. Yeah. See? So... so, so <laughs> okay. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, so we definitely have got to prepare. Amen. Ourselves for for what is coming. Amen. We we we've got to be committed to this thing. You know, commitment is is you know you look at personal values. You know, commitment, courage, candor, and competence. You know, these things. You know. We have to teach them so they are prepared for what is going to come ahead of them and what they're going to face. Jesus trained his disciples. When you stop and think about it, he taught them everything they would need to know to be successful. They, you know, the things that they needed to be able to do, he taught them. He showed them. He demonstrated to them. 
See? And so this is why we, as Christians, need to be a good example in all that we do. See? Everything that we do, we need to be good, solid examples for children, other children. Why? Because we're all of the household of God. See? You know, and you don't want to be a bad example in the household of God. See? You're, you're, the children are watching. From the new babies to everything, they're watching you. You know, we play in a glass house. And so your attitude, your actions, your, your coming, your lateness, everything is all in, affects the family. See? So you've got to learn these things. We've got to train instructions. Give instructions here. Amen. To a wise man. And teach a just man. And he's going to increase in learning. You know, when you, I go back to our, our vision. To be a church of divine leadership and spiritual growth for all. Because Peter would tell us what? Grow. Grow, grow, grow. You know, grow in the grace. You know, grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Add to your faith virtue. Virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance. All these things. Teach you, teaching them what? Some self-discipline. Teach them just because everybody is doing it is not right. You know, a lot of kids nowadays, you hear them say, Oh, you guys are just so mean. You just don't understand. Well, yes, we do. We do understand. That's why we're trying to teach you the right way. I do understand, huh? <laughs> yes, I am mean. Yeah, we do understand. You know, and so this is why it's the key and important to provide those instructions. Wisdom, amen, is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all you're getting, get an understanding. You know, ask them questions. Do you understand what I mean? Do you understand what I'm talking about? You know, this is what you want to do. You know, do you understand? Fix your bed. Do you understand? You know, pick up your room. Do you understand? You know, all these things. Prepare them. See? Because if they hit a roadblock, you want them to have the strength and the courage to continue on. And not quit, not give up, not walk away. See? Because once they walk away, what does that do? It causes them to feel always a sense of quitting. That's right. That's right. We press towards the mark. You know? That's why we sing them old songs. You know, in the old hymnal. You know? Sometimes it even says, we, we don't... I don't know that song. That's what I know. That's why we're teaching it to you. <laughs> you know, I want you to know that, you know, this is all about Jesus. It's not about a good, happy feeling all the time. You know, we want to have some, some things here. Amen. So we want, amen. As I said, soldiers learn things at home before they ever leave so that they're ready. And when you are prepared before you ever leave home, once you get out there, you can make adjustments. See, because you're doing right, and when you hit a problem, you hit a situation, you can adjust. See, because your mind is focused. See, so you can adjust, the, you know, and be able to do the right thing. Amen, it's serious out there. 
life is serious. You know, it's a serious business. Amen. And so the better we are prepared, the better successful we're going to be. Amen. We want to hear Jesus say what? Well done, that good and faithful servant. So Eli didn't listen when God told him to correct his sons. And as a result, he just let them keep going. And they both lost their life. And then when he heard that they was dead and the ark of God was taken, amen, he fell off a stone, broke his neck. You know, his daughter-in-law had a baby. You know, she died, you know, and stuff. And the kids call you Kabod. Amen. The glory of the Lord is departed. Amen. See, think about it. See, so, no, we don't want that to happen. I definitely don't want the glory of God to depart. So we got to give instructions to you who are supposed to be wise men and wise women so that you will grow in the knowledge of God. Amen. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of of God. Amen. This is why you receive the instructions. This is why we come on Wednesday night. This is why we come on Sunday mornings. This is why we read our Bibles. This is why we pray. This is why we worship because we want to walk worthy of the Lord. We want to be examples to the children. We want to be examples to our families, our loved ones. Amen. So that they too can receive the instructions that we are receiving from the Word of God and then teachings from God's Word. Amen. This thing gets so much better as we begin to walk through it and have an understanding. When we understand the value of putting on the whole arm of God, that we might walk worthy of the Lord, then we understand the importance and value of training. Amen. We're soldiers. You know, and soldiers never stop learning. You never stop learning as a soldier. You know, you keep every day, you're learning, you do, you go back as we was talking about you last, last month about training to maintain proficiency and training to challenge. You know, all this, you know, challenge them. That's what it's all about. Challenge them at early stage. Challenge them with 20 bucks. You know, Teach them about tithing and then give them $20 and stand back and see what they're going to do with it. Teach them. You know, see what they're doing. Give them, teach them a lesson about tithing and then don't say anything and give them, give them a $20 bill and see what they do. And then when they come back to you and says, you know, let me see your tithe statement at the end of the year and see what they say. You know? And then they look at it you and go, what do you mean? You know? You see? You teach them. You teach them. Teach them the right way. <laughs> see? Teach them, teach them how to preparation, not to waste, but purchase the things you have need of, not what you want. See? See? It's okay to get some things sometime for what you want. You know? You know, put put some fun money to the side if that's what you want to do. You know, you're not you're not trying to bind them. You're trying to teach them how to do what is right in life. See? You want them to be successful because they're an extension of you. See? You want them to be able to say to their children, this is what my parents taught me. You know? 
And so, you know, that's that's what it's all about. I, I find myself reverting back a lot to the things my parents taught me. Yeah, I got spankings, lost a whole bunch of them. Did I die? No. You know? Yeah. You know, but but you know, I think I'm where I am today because my parents gave me some instructions at the earliest age of life. If my parents said, don't cross the yard ditch right there, I better not cross the yard ditch right there. Because if I did, I know. If my dad says, get over there and sit down, I knew I better get over there and sit down. <laughs> you know, Or else I would pay the consequences out there. Did he kill me? No. But he made sure that I realized that he meant business, you know. And after a period of time, you get to that spot where all they had to do was just look. <laughs> and they knew. And we knew, you know. We knew, you know. There would be sometimes when you would be getting a whipping, we all get one, you know. Because, you know, my, my dad and mom would say sometimes, well, you should have stopped them. You know, you was there. You know the rules. So, instruction. So, we got to give instruction. So, during this month, this is what we're going to be talking about is providing. Amen. Providing. Providing instruction. Providing love. Providing hospitality. Providing discipline. All these things are going to flow. And you're going to see at the end of the month, hopefully, you know, we will have a, a clear knowledge of things we should be providing for our family, ourselves, and our loved one as well as providing to others. Amen? Amen. God bless.